So Angela Merkel arrives at the passport control in Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. Nationality? Asks the immigration officer. German, she replies. Occupation? No, just here for a few days. Because she's German. They occupied France. All right, thank you for tuning into American Dispatches once again. This is the news entertainment podcast that provides you just a snapshot of the most impactful stories from home and abroad, helping you to stay informed, invest more wisely, and, well, just sound smarter than your dumb friends. I'm your host, Vic. I've traveled to 105 countries, hold a BA in international relations, an NBA, and been a contributor to Soldier of Fortune magazine. Now, all of that was in the pursuit of knowledge and American stories worth telling. That is what we try to bring you here every day. Today, you're listening to episode 22 we're going to cover the top five news stories in five minutes and then discuss the quickly escalating uh, new space race. A little different than it was in the Cold War. Now we have multiple players. Let's talk about that. All right, as fighting continues in Israel, Turkey calls for an, quote, international protection force to be installed in the Palestinian territories. We're now entering the eighth consecutive day of violence as Hamas continues to lob rockets into Israel. Israel continues to launch airstrikes and a potential ground offensive into Gaza. The death toll has jumped to over 180 people, launching a emergency meeting with the 57-member Islamic bloc known as the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, or OIC. Turkey is advocating for an international protection force and for members to basically contribute financially. China has been blaming the U.S. and pushing for a two-state solution. This is as Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi called on the UN Security Council to seek an early de-escalation of violence, adding that, quote, Regrettably, the council has so far failed to reach an agreement with the United States standing on the opposite side of in- international justice. To which the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Greenfield, then responded by saying, International justice, huh? Then she pretended to cough, uttering, You have several territorial disputes with at least half a dozen other countries and multiple human rights violations. Excuse me, I need a drink of water. The U.S. Southwest to get a new top predator as scientific research groups push for jaguars to be introduced into the American wild. In a recently published paper... Scientific experts from the Wild Wildlife Conservation Society, the Center for Landscape Conservation, Defenders of Wildlife, and the Center for Biological Diversity and other organizations argue that there's over 31,800 square miles of suitable habitat in the mountains of central Arizona and New Mexico that could potentially support anywhere between 90 to 150 jaguars. And they're advocating very strongly for these top predators to be reintroduced into that region. Meanwhile, a lobbying group representing the interests of white-tailed deer, jackrabbits, and small mammals that would be prey to the reintroduced top predator have simply issued a one-sentence press release on the matter, stating, Hey, scientific experts, go fuck yourselves! Alright, Filipino President Duterte refuses to move ships, threatens to unfriend China. This is in the latest row of territorial disputes between the Philippines and China. Now, Duterte has gotten a lot of flack from the international community for essentially not upholding the territorial rights of the Philippines, especially after a landmark case a few years ago where international courts did uphold the verdict 
saying that many of the disputed territories in the South China Seas are actually Filipino waters. The Philippines do have two military vessels remaining in a disputed area, to which the boombastic deter, who is known for saying some kind of over-the-top stuff, said, I will not withdraw, even if you kill me. Our friendship will end here. Later on, officials reported that he, like, totally unfriended them on Facebook, too. China, that is. And then friended China's ex. I mean, how messed up is that? Sticking with the whole topic of friendship, Russia has officially unfriended the U.S. That is, the Russian government on Friday formally categorized the U.S. as a, quote, unfriendly country in retaliation for new American sanctions and just escalating rhetoric between the two countries. Now, the new order for Moscow approves the attached list of foreign states committing unfriendly actions against the Russian Federation citizens of the Russian Federation or Russian legal entities. Now, we are one of only two countries on that list. That's us and the Czech Republic. To which the U.S. responded, your feed was like boring anyway. I mean, all those posts about how well you cook beef stroganoff or your big missiles and going on about how you and China are besties now. Like, whatever. I'm going to go hang out with NATO anyway then. Cheers. Florida Congressman Mark Rupio pushes lawmakers on the recent spike in UFO sightings. This is as Rupio said in a recent 60-minute interview that we should consider these UFOs uh, sightings a threat and, quote, take them seriously. This is as there have been a huge uptick in UFO sightings, mostly by Navy and Air Force personnel, with one commander of a F-18 squadron um, based in, out of Virginia Beach said that these occurrences have been almost daily. Now, several of these of the footage of these run-ins have been aired or have been publicly made available with many more, the military's keeping them private. They are showing aircraft flying at uh, ridiculous speeds, going in and out of the water, basically maneuvering in such a way that, that no conventional aircraft is known to fly. Arupio goes on to say that there is a huge stigma among lawmakers that have basically prevented them from pushing the matter to be investigated further. There are some questions that this could be uh, foreign military technology from Russia or China or another third party. And Rupio is basically arguing that, hey, this shouldn't stand. Now, to remove the stigma, lawmakers have hired legendary filmmakers Steven Spielberg and George Lucas to produce a short instructional video that will help explain the potential threat to lawmakers. Unfortunately, the plan has backfired as all members of Congress are now hiding under their desks and won't come out until their moms say it's all clear. All right, on to the main segment today. We're sticking in the realm of outer space. That's as a new type of space race heats up. This time, there's more players involved and a different game as at stake. The new race has kind of met a new milestone this past week as China has become the second country in the world to successfully land a rover on Mars after their Zhirong craft touched down on the planet this past weekend. It was named after the Chinese god of fire and successfully landed the Soviet Union did launch a Mars attempt decades ago. Unfortunately, their craft, unfortunately, any landing attempts largely failed. Now, Russia and China announced that they are going to be working on a joint project to build the space station on the moon by 2031, kind of putting the world on notice that they are working together. So there's a lot of national pride at stake. What's going to, what's going to be going involved? Now, America is still leaps and bounds ahead of other countries. If you recall, we were the first nation to, to place a rover on Mars back in 2004. So that puts us almost 20 years ahead of China in terms of technology. 
And there were plans under the Trump administration to also send astronauts back to the moon's surface and possibly build a research base on the moon as well with operations starting as early as 2024. It's unclear if that's still in the works under the Biden administration. Additionally, there are a lot of other players in the space now. India's space uh, research organization had a failed moon landing attempt in 2019, but they said they will be attempting again next year. There's also the European Space Agency, a lot of private entities such as uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX, Jeff Bezos' Space Origin, and traditional aeronautical contractors like Lockheed, Martin, and Boeing. So a lot of public-private partnerships, which is also lowering the overall cost to NASA and essentially the U.S. taxpayer, which is good. Now, NASA did retire the legendary space shuttle program back in 2012, but we're now working under what's known as the Artemis program. Now, Artemis is named after the Greek goddess of the moon and twin sister of Apollo, hence symbolically linking it to the legendary Apollo program over 50 years ago. Now, what are the stated objectives here? Now, Science would hope be one of the top of the list. NASA, um, apparently on their website and elsewhere, their first state objective is equality in space, and they will be focusing on the demographic of the next group of space-bound astronauts. Now, additionally, there's a lot of scientific research to be gained, as I mentioned, and a lot of technology from that first space waste between the U.S. and the Soviet Union um, did filter down to civilian applications, as well as just national pride, which I think is going to be... Um, unit an increased driving force here particularly with us and china and russia so just something to look out for it doesn't get a lot of play i didn't see the china's landing on the mars getting a lot of major news in the last few days i feel like that is a, a milestone and kind of putting us on notice to hey you know don't get complacent something to follow and i'll leave you guys with a funny factoid there are currently 3372 known satellites in space of which 1,897 of them are American. So a lot of eyes and ears out there for Uncle Sam, or Big Brother, depending on how you're looking at it. Did you know? America is a rich mosaic. With a population of over 331.5 million people, 137 million of us are married, 49 million have achieved a bachelor's degree as of 2019, 29 million a graduate or professional degree, 17% of adults between the ages of 25 to 34 currently live at home. Now that's up significantly from just 9% of the population in 1980. Demographically, 76% of the population is white. 13.4% is listed as black or African American. 1.3% is American Indian and Alaska Native. 5.9% is listed as Asian. 2.8% is listed as two or more races. And then to kind of get a little confusing, Hispanic or Latino is 18.5%, but there is some overlap with white alone as of the not Hispanic or Latino listed at 60%. I'm not sure how they break down the, the demographics there. There's also over 18,230,000 living veterans and 13.5% of the population is foreign born. And that's all we have for today, folks. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so by tuning in here on Apple or the Google Play Store. Until next time, vaya con Dios, America.